Matt, I just saw, I just saw a mock-up. No, not even a mock-up. Like a real one, like a like a demo. Yeah, of the homophilia T-shirt. It's the most beautiful T-shirt I've ever seen. Honestly, I I would be proud to wear it, even if I weren't involved in this podcast. The one that we saw is far too small, but I might sausage tube squeeze myself into it and wear it downtown to the Celine Dion show. Oh yes. Get those man spanks and put that shirt on. That's right. It's really, honestly, it's like this is no joke. It's a really good looking t-shirt. But that is not important right now. Well, it's sort of important because we're talking about Pod Swag, where you can get that t-shirt. It's your one-stop shop for merch from all of your favorite podcasts. Yeah, and you can rep the shows you love, not just Homophilia, but all the others with items like shirts and pins and hoodies and decals and mugs and posters and accessories and more. It's a great place to shop for gifts for your podcast loving friends. And did you know Pod Swag merch is also available on uh, Amazon? What? That's right. You go to Amazon.com slash Podswag and start shopping today. If I heard you correctly, was that Amazon.com slash Podswag? That's right, baby. Matt. Hello, Dave. How are you? Great. Good. Happy to see you. Happy to be here. It's great to see you. We stand at the precipice of perhaps something wonderful. We are about to go on the strangest adventure. Yeah. Uh, perhaps of our lives. Maybe. Right after we record this. Yes. We are going downtown to the Ace Hotel yes. or Ace uh, Theater at the Ace Hotel. Correct. To see, you received an invitation from from a listener uh, from a listener and uh, and a friend. Let's call her a friend great friend of a friend but friend she's officially become friend and um it's it is a um well it's a it's a a secret afternoon wednesday performance by celine dion a 2 p.m celine dion that they made sure to clarify is only one hour Uh uh-huh yeah and this friend of a friend said this part is a secret, but she will be singing. So well, I don't know what is <laughs> what is not a secret about it. So if you, yeah. uh, what, what do people who don't know she's singing think they are going to? <laughs> the Celine Dion TED Talk that we're going to. Truly. Today. It could be, yeah, it could be a PowerPoint presentation about just about anything. And then surprise, I'm also going to sing. Uh-huh. Who would have thought? Who could have <laughs> possibly? Imagine it won't just be an hour of her puppetry. But yeah. It, uh, <laughs> Which I would be very excited. Oh to my see. God, are you kidding me? She could do anything. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. And I it, think about it in just a few hours. We will have known. We'll have experienced yeah. it. The, this time next week, we will give you our full play by play. Oh, absolutely. But in the meantime, we just sit here in uh, eager anticipation. Uh huh. I got chills. Me They're multiplying. Too. Maybe she'll do Greece. Who knows? Um, so you've just seen some theater. I just got back from New York. Michael was doing his pilot michael is doing a spinoff of riverdale uh-huh. and uh went to see him on his last days it was so fun um and while we were there we saw two very different shows we saw um a new musical of tootsie oh what do you every think every classic movie is now of course you know tootsie i haven't gone back and seen the movie since i was a child it's i mean it's probably problematic, but it oh, is so sure. beautifully written. It's it's terrific yeah. and for sure problematic, but it, they get away with it because it it was it's from I don't know nineteen eighty or something. Yeah, and the musical, which was starring one of the guys from Crazy Ex Girlfriend, Santino Fontana. Yes, he's great. He's great. 
John um, Bellman is in it also, right? I don't know. He was the he was like a federal agent on Riverdale. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I did not recognize. I follow him, him on uh, Instagram because he's handsome. Um, here's the thing. I don't think. It, by the way, set in present day. Only, and the right. only the only clues that it is set in 2019 are that people occasionally use a cell phone. And uh-huh. there's like a couple Me Too jokes thrown in okay. to let you know, like, hey, we're we're way ahead of you here. Yeah, isn't there also a reality TV star in it? Oh yes, sorry, that's, that's John the Bell. other. Okay, got it. Okay. Oh, did no. Oh, yes, him. So that's the other spin. And instead of instead of being the making of a soap opera, it's the making of a Broadway show, which helps for the theatricality of it. Fine. Sure. But I don't think you can make a show about a male identifying person who dresses up as a woman and literally there's not a single queer character in the show there's not even a reference to drag queens let alone i was like well the easiest the the easiest thing is going to be like oh he befriends a drag queen and they teach him how to nothing this is the most watered down made for your mom broadway bullshit that you've ever seen wow that's disappointing. The source material is so great. Why not use it? Uh, well, I, I well, or or and if you're going to use it, then just set it in whatever time that is, and then right. you have an excuse for why you why you're not at all like you know setting it in the present day where we all collectively have a much more evolved understanding of this whole idea of like performing a different gender, uh-huh. whatever. Anyway, not great. We did see a okay. new uh, play, and then our last night we saw uh, White Noise, which is a uh, Susan Laurie Parks play that Debbie Diggs is yeah. starring in, and um, it, it it's about two interracial couples, and this was a complete like you know one eighty from the Tootsie Experience. Amazing, difficult, very strange to see a play like that and look around, and it's ninety percent white people in the audience. Sure. Um, but uh, really, really good. If you're in New York, go okay. see it. Sold. Um, what's going on with you? What is going on with me? Uh, did uh, Drunk on Stage at Akbar last night? Oh, yeah. Could not have bombed harder. No. Truly. Truly. And it was fine. It, honestly, in the middle of it, it was like, well, so this is this is bombing. Because I don't often do stand-up for fear of bombing. All right. And and when I, when I like try things out, I'm I'm a total coward about it because it's at things where it's, it'll be like at the Friday 40, I'll work out a story or yeah, like yeah. at the show that I used to do with Rob Delaney where it's like, I'm, you know that you're coming to see me. So I'm already at an advantage. Yeah. If I'm in someone else's show, then there's the possibility that you'll just like not like me, which this is, is a, a fair, a very friendly show. It is a very friendly show, but literally the, per, the, the person who came before me right in the middle of their set, like four 22 year olds came in, sat in the front row and looked at their phones Oh my God. and stayed that way. And, and I got up on stage and I was like, well, I'm afraid of you, you know? And, uh, and I got a few laughs at the beginning and then I launched into a story that was a good six minutes long and 10 seconds in, it was like, Oh, you, there's, you can't possibly care about this no, story. You can't, no, no. but I'm in. I'm strapped in, so I'm oh, going to keep going. God. So it, honestly, it was it. Although I did completely eat a dick, it was a kind of a good experience because yeah. it was like, okay, well, that's 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 bombing. Now I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm less afraid of it. I I I, I kind of I think kind of a similar relationship, a tortured relationship to stand up, where like I used to, to to do it, and there was a brief window of time where I was going to attempt it, and then but just you know b- bombed a couple times and 
got cowardly and backed yeah. off. But I have, because Bruce is a friend, I have been able to just like drop in and do drunk on stage sometimes. And, um, and it's gone great sometimes. And then it has also not gone great. And yeah. that is, there's no pain quite like that. And I'm sorry. You know, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Oh. Once you make peace with it, once it's just like, well, there's four minutes left of this story and we're all going to get through this shit together. It's kind of, I don't know. There's, there's something sort of okay about it. Well, that's the right attitude to have. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously, you know, the takeaway is write more jokes dummy just don't right. like get up there and expect you know people to you know, like take yeah. to your personality and let that like iron out that's all the of thing the, uh, that the wrinkles. i that i learned about stand up after deciding not to pursue it is oh yeah you have to write jokes yeah you do <laughs> really have to have some discipline there and uh yeah uh here's the question here's the question i have Hit me okay so, so i'm not going to name the person but somebody invited me to join cameo Cameo. Cameo. Oh, oh, where you you record a message and yes. people pay for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you think? Do I do it? Yes 100%. or no? 100%. For, for those who don't know, Cameo is not, it's not the band that did Ward Out, although that is also Cameo. And Cameo, I would love it if you joined that as well. Oh, my God. I've been trying to join that band my entire <laughs> life. Um, it is an app whereby you can pay Johnny Bananas from the Real World Road Rules Challenge uh-huh. or, um, uh, uh, you know, Kelly Dodd from the Real Housewives of Orange County, mm-hmm. or um, I don't know, other people. Yeah, primarily reality stars. Primarily, so. yeah, people with the sort of relationship to TV that I have, which is like, yeah, sometimes. You can pay them like 20 bucks or something to like have them record a happy birthday greeting yeah. to you or your friend or whatever. I can't decide whether it is... It, it's like on the level of like doing like being Eddie Munster doing an autograph fair because <laughs> it, it a little bit is. I mean, you don't have to leave your house, but it's the same thing. Well, it won't come to that because I'm sure that Eddie Munster occasionally doesn't have anybody lining up. For them. And there's that's that's even worse than bombing. Well, at Brunk on stage, but it's virtual. So you won't even. So if there's no line, I don't need to know about it. Yeah. I mean, the worst that could happen is it's a little quiet. Yeah. In no, the worst that can happen is you. they give you a speech that you're supposed to read for their friend, and it's full of, like, coded white nationalist slogans. Oh, That's right. the that worst case scenario. Yeah, that's, that, but, but I'm not worried about you not knowing a coded white nationalist slogan. I'm not, I'm not well-versed in that, uh, in that world. I'm not. Well, I, I think you should absolutely do it. Oh, I boy. think I probably have three people off the top of my head who would gladly pay 20 bucks for a personalized Dave Holmes greeting. Well, I mean, how about 50? And <laughs> I, I, I'm saying it's off the top of my head. Okay. All these homophiliacs are going to be tweeting at well, you, we'll asking see. you to do it. We'll see. I've also seen the way these things are received. You know what I mean? And it yeah. is received the same way the Real Housewives are, where it's like, oh, this is amazing and also so ridiculous. Look how dumb they are. You know what I mean? Well, that's because the, no, those those are Real Housewives. They're not right. you. Okay, it'll be know. different because it's I can't you. Decide. I can't decide. Please do Listeners it. Sound off. I might, I might do an Instagram poll. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, speaking of Instagram, yes, our guest this week, yes, is on Instagram. I'll <laughs> be darn about that for a segue. Good for her. Uh, so Jen Landon is uh, an actor, and we talk about this. We work together on uh, my pilot, Ride or Die. She's one of the leads. She is one, the only person that I hadn't I, I, I hadn't seen that much of her work, didn't know her personally, and just like one audition blew everybody away. She's so funny and talented and 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 weird. 
just weird as hell, yeah. which we're going to get into in this I've interview. I've followed her on Instagram and um, received at least three general questions uh, about, do I have this disease? Yes, that's what she's primarily using yeah. the, the, the platform for is just kind of crowdsourcing. Here are what my symptoms are. Do yeah. you think I have a physical? Be illness? my Dr. Coop. Uh, Jen Landon, after the break. Do you ever think about what's in the perfume that you wear every day, Matt? Gosh, not as much as I probably should. Well, you know, you don't need to. Because Flora makes stunning, non-toxic perfumes, and they list all their ingredients online, so you get a good scent made with clean ingredients. Right. For luxurious perfume that's all about good, clean, fun, try Fleur. That's B-H-L-U-R. And you know what? The process of finding the fragrance that is just right for you on the Fleur website, fun, fun, fun. Yes. Yep. You go through, uh, they they illustrate them with pictures and words, even playlists. Uh, then you can try them on your very own skin and you see how each one works for you. And by the way, every Fleur scent is gender-free. They're completely transparent. They tell you every ingredient their perfumes uh, contain, why those ingredients are there. Mm-hmm. These are world-class perfumers and scent artists, and these perfumes are their masterworks. Also, they have now body wash. They got body lotion in the same scent, so you can smell amazing all the time, all day long. And not to brag, but I smell amazing right now. You really do. I am wearing Greylock. Oh, Greylock. Greylock is perfect. Uh, it's got a sort of a sea air, a little bit of pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my favorite scents and... Um, you know, elements. Yeah. Greylock says spring and summer is in the air. Exactly. Take that drive up the coast or smell like it. Go to Fleur.com today and use promo code HOMO to get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. You can pick three cents to try, get credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code HOMO at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R.com. Well, the 10th Annual National Abortion Access Bolathon is here. Yes, the National Network of Abortion Funds hosted Bolathon is the largest annual grassroots abortion access fundraiser in the U.S., and every April, supporters like you help fill the budgets of local abortion funds across the country in an awesome display of collective power. Mm-hmm. I mean, over 50 funds, over 60 events across the U.S. They are raising $2 million for people who need abortions and cannot get them due to cost, legal, geographical barriers, and, uh, and stigma. Teams like Fund Abortion Meow, Doggos for Abortion Access, Gay Witches for Abortion, Cultural Cliteracy, and Thoughts and Spares are bringing the fun to fundraising. As abortion gets harder to access every day, do your part to make abortion a logistically possible option, not just a theoretically legal choice. Because we're all in this together. So join your local event at bolathon.nnaf.org and follow the conversation on social media at hashtag bowl19. It's bolathon.nnaf.org. So I just don't talk for this will feel no, you, you know, we're no. jumping oh, back into we're jumping the, back in. into the okay. you segment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. After the shapoofies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So After the exciting. what? The Shapoopidoo, the song. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that not the lyric? Is that not it the is, lyrics yeah. of the song? It is. The one lyric. <laughs> it is the lyric. I hope we're rolling because we should start yeah, on that. Like, we're back from the Shapoopies. The Shapoopies. The Shapoopies, courtesy of Ben Wise. That's your boyfriend. It is. He's wise. He is. Yes. Indeed. And he's Ben. And he is Ben. He's. He has been. <laughs> um, Jen Landon is here. Hi guys. 
Hello. Hi. The we, picture of health. I yeah, yes. Arms. Yes, it's the arms. It's we were largest. talking about arms and workouts and yeah. bodies and stuff because Dave just ran the marathon, which I we're going to talk about. But um, Jen, you were saying that you can't work out. I can't work out like very aggressively, and I always. I mean, people are often like, "What do you do to work out?" And I'm just like, my arms are a little bit genetic. Yeah. It's kind of like some people got boobs. Uh-huh. I did not. Okay. And I got like kind of boy man arms instead. And if I work out really hard, I'm just like ruined for like three days. Really? So I'm like a big like walker. Mm-hmm. I'm like into the water aerobics. Water aerobics? Yeah. Oh, my mom made fun of me forever because if we like go to a hotel that has like a gym schedule, yeah, I take the, the water aerobics class. With all of the uh, elders. I am <laughs> – I think like my whole life is leading up for me to actually be in my 80 year old skin suit. Yeah. So it matches the I, inside. You <laughs> will have the last laugh in your 80s because your joints are going to be like winning. Yes. Yes. The joints of a 20 year old. That's right. But you also have, and I don't, you're so much more than your bod and we'll branch the conversation out no, beyond I'm your not. bod. But <laughs> because not. I have seen you in many a sports bra, I know yes. you have like a 16 pack. Yeah, I'm. It's really odd. Um, I have. I definitely have boy body, but I was an athlete, and I'm like, I'm not somebody who can work out hard. But like, I have climbing shoes in my car because, yeah. like, maybe I want to go climb. Will Will you want to go climb? I might today because there's Hollywood boulders, and like, I could do that. That's an indoor climbing. Yeah. Okay. I've been curious about that. Have you done it? Y- yes, well, I will. Clearly, you got. I the mean, shoes. we just met. Yeah. But like, I looked you up in your Pisces. I am. So like wow. I'm a Virgo. We're and you're you're the boar. We're gonna get along. Oh great! Yeah, like okay, good. Compatible. What a relief! I can I can take you. So I love oh, it. are there coasters? There are coasters. I don't know them. that we need to use them. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm, going like, to. <laughs> I'm like yeah, uh, please follow the rules, Jen. Please. So do you buy time? Are there classes? What I think there are classes. I think there are all sorts of things. Basically, it's a bouldering thing. So when you're climbing, did you guys see um, free solo? No, feel what? like I have. Have had a lot of conversations about. Yeah. It. My we new thing is to not, not gonna, see something and just yeah. get get all the takes get from other the, people. Yes. Context cues. We're not yeah. going to talk about it. I've seen it like four times. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. But um, so but instead of like he's obviously a free climber, but um, in order to rope climb, you need to have a friend, and I find those like really hard to come by. Yeah. So with bouldering, there are no ropes, so you can go by yourself. So you just check into the gym. Uh huh. Climb around. Yeah. You won't fall. I doubt you're going to let yourself fall. And if you do, it's okay. They've got these like huge cushions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not the most attractive shoe. No. 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 Even though now I feel a little weird because I'm always like, my climbing shoes are so stylish. <laughs> so now I'm realizing <laughs> I just have really bad taste. No, but maybe you're. No, I'm. But I'm saying the ones that they give you at the climbing oh, gyms. Oh no! Are yeah. Not great. No. No. Also. Just besides the looks, they also come with like a host of diseases, I'm going to say. Really? I At a certain point, I don't know like how much antibacterial is going to take care of. Yeah, it's more to ease the mind than anything else. going on in there? And yeah, you have to buy them really snug. You want them to fit like a ballet shoe, Mm -hmm, kind mm -hmm. of. Um, But I'm a little, like I'm a nerd. I'm one of those kids who was really into gear. Yeah. You know, when it was soccer time. Oh, boy. Like the Adidas, like they had like a little like shopping thing or I got Mm -hmm. some sports and I'd like sit sit on the john for like two hours like an old old man (laughs) and like look through the catalog and pick out my gear. Well, listen. Um, what were your sports in high school or as a kid? Oh my, 
Oh God, everything. Um, I was a crazy athlete. I probably should have become an athlete. My dream was to be in the WNBA. And I prayed every night, not really religious, but definitely into prayer, uh, that I would be 5'6", so that I could be point guard. That's what I thought. If you're 5'6", you can be point guard. So I was a huge basketball player, soccer player. I played rugby in Europe. I threw the javelin. Um, I was a really fast runner. I had like a 5'15 mile time when I was eight. Wow. Yeah, I used to run on my lunch breaks. Oh definitely wow, I, a machine. Yeah, I definitely think I have some kind of social issues that like I've masked really well um because I was like growing up I was like if it doesn't have an activity mm. then I don't get it. Like if people oh, are like sure. let's hang out I'm like but is there an activity? Yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. It's kind of still like that. No, no. So is it because you you don't want to just hang and be? Is doing this podcast your worst nightmare? No. Okay. So no, 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 no. I thought about it because I thought I actually thought about bringing an activity. I already told Matt that I brought in changes of clothes, Mm -hmm. like in case of what I was wearing was like, like I was feeling awkward in that. I'm like, I can put on a plaid shirt. Yeah. Um. No, this is this is fine, and also just like the the fear that I'm going to say something really like horrible that will never go away is like enough to keep me like really engaged. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're I fine. I think you're doing great so far. Thank you're doing you. fine. Thank you're doing you. fine. I got, I did radio. No, well it was radio. It was back in the day. It was like serious radio Yeah. with Candace Bushnell. Uh-huh. Remember, remember oh, she? Wow. Sure. And she was like, do you want some white wine with ice? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to drink. And then she was getting pretty toasted. And I was like, I'm going to get shit faced. Yeah. So we did. And uh, I just was like, I don't ever want to leave. Yeah. What went on getting shit faced with Candace Bushnell? We just, it was like, I was on a soap for three years Mm -hmm. and um, it was such an interesting time. I can't wait to dive into it, but go on. Yeah. It was an interesting time. Um, But we were doing like a, it was one of those times where it's like, you should like do some press for a while. Cause there was like, I was nominated for this daytime Emmy. And so I was trying to do that. And that was the only thing out of that whole experience that like, I didn't want to like punch myself in the face about. Cause a lot of the rest of it was. The press you mean? Oh yeah. To like doing that. And it was just felt really dirty. Sure. I get it. So daytime soap fans are such a specific breed. I'm as someone who. What? As a very young child, subscribed to Soap Opera Digest. Oh my god! <laughs> soap Opera Magazine. What By the were, way, Apple but, News Plus, the recently launched I, Apple News Plus. Yes, Soaps in Depth is Ooh. included. Okay, why did I see that when I looked you up? Because I tweeted about it. Got it. And then Taffy Brodesser Ackner uh, was like, "My first ever writing job was at Soaps in Depth. Ask me anything." So <laughs> I've been going down that rabbit hole. Really? Love a soap I don't magazine. think I knew that tidbit about you, Dave. Really? Oh, I love them. Wait, what were you writing? What was your beat? Oh, I wasn't writing. No, no, no. T- Taffy was. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Although I would. I don't really watch any soaps. If you're listening, soaps no. in depth. You're yeah. so, Dave's he, available. He's ready. Yeah, I have he's very not. little knowledge about what's going on on any soap opera, but. Tell us what was going on on your soap opera. Yeah. You were on As the World Turns. I was on As the World Turns. And like the same thing has been going on. on so the reason why you can watch them so much is that the same thing has been going on for 50 years. Yeah. yeah. Like my, I think like my baby was a baby for like 10 years. Sure. Um, and I was And then always, the baby was 18. Like immediately. immediately. Yeah. But I like, you know, I spent like years trying to get my baby back and I'm like, when is the baby going to become a kid? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 
Uh, I definitely, I played, I had really short hair at the time and I wasn't like a likely casting. And so they wrote this whole character for me. I was supposed to be there for a day. And I was like the, you know, the tough girl from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. And oh, can um, you give me a line? Oh, well, give me my, I, I want my baby back. Okay. Um, my, f- okay, I can actually remember a line. I feel bad because we had really good writers, but you have to understand they're having to write a lot. Yes, and I'm pretty game. sure we worked through a writer's strike. So who knows who was writing those scripts, sure, right? Sure. But picket lines were being crossed. Uh-huh. And um, my favorite line was explaining why my character was infertile. And I'm, I'm going to see if I can remember it. This is like 15 years ago. Um, I fell down some stairs and I tore something, and now my pituitary gland doesn't work anymore. That was my. So that is the literal. <laughs> that was the line. line, and and at that point, I'd been on the show for a while, and we would often do this. Like, what you can be fired every thirteen weeks, but at a certain point, you're like, I don't think they're gonna fire me. <laughs> um, but it takes a long time to get there, and I just was like, There's no way I'm saying that. Yeah. Like. It's actually insensitive. Like, I'm not going to say that. So how did you come to then have a baby that you then did not have? So I fell down the stairs after. After the baby. After It it was actually really sad. They wrote me actually a really great storyline because so much of it on, you know, a lot of soap people, uh, actors, I do think they get stuck in storylines that they really are like the paycheck is what's keeping it going. Um, But they wrote me like a pretty great storyline. I was like young and I, you know, I got pregnant and I didn't take care of myself and my baby died. But I didn't know that because Craig, I believe that was his character's name, swapped the babies that night because he had a reason to like get one of the babies. So I didn't know. I was fighting to get my baby back from this, like my sister who was taking care of it. That well, I thought was my baby, but it oh. wasn't because my baby had died. It was not oh, with us. No. Yes, and wow. that scene when they tell, yeah. even now talking about it, I have to say, as cheesy as it is, it felt so real at the time. Yeah. I got very connected to working with this little baby. His name was Daniel. When he would be like not feeling well, and they'd bring out the other two babies, I was like, I'm not working with those kids. Wow, I don't like them. And that one is like three times the size of Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not working with him. Yeah. Do people, did your co-stars, um, I always just assume that everybody kind of disappears into their roles and mm-hmm. sort of stay. All like, day? Uh, yeah. Was I just it like assume, that on Ride or Die? No. Not so much. No. no. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got to talk about that. That's because I am. Yeah, we, we should she explain was. how Matt came uh, to see our guest, Jen Landon, in a sports bra. Jen uh, is a uh, one of the stars of Ride or Die, this pilot that I wrote, and we just so filmed good. together in Vancouver last a month. month yeah, ago. about a month ago. How and was this, your experience? How was Matt as a showrunner? Matt is horrible. Yeah, well, obviously. obviously, you guys know that. Mm-hmm. He's really difficult. He actually was probably one of the best bosses I've ever had. And he was just, and I, because there was no stress trickling down from the top, because you can feel it. It comes from, it goes from the top down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only time trickle down economics actually w- works. works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is when it revolves around stress. Uh, and he was the best. And I loved his script. And I thought it was so funny. And so I don't funny. think a lot, I don't think a lot of things are funny. I really don't. We had a ton of fun. And Jen took it to a whole new level. And was truly born to play this role. I, in which role? Allie. 
Allie is um, the she's a, she's master the instructor. She runs the spinning studio. Owner, master instructor, uh-huh. um, diehard. Definitely, her life is falling apart. Aspiring, of, aspiring uh, celebrity yeah. trainer. Sure, um, this is everything to her. I showed my mom some photos, and she goes, "You look like a lesbian." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well, well, she is." Mm-hmm. And she went, "Oh." Okay, then good then. (laughs) (laughs) You said something like when... My mom doesn't talk that way. (laughs) But she did say that. Sure. When we were shooting, I was like, I can't... I I said, I feel like you must have played a variation of this role because it's just so... It came to you so naturally. And you were like, actually, no, but this is who my mom always was Was scared that I would be. Yeah, because that's who I was when I was young. I mean, when I was young, I looked like a mix between Dana Carvey as Garth and Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. It's like, it's no, it's true. Actually, on Instagram, if you look it up, I have a thing where I'm convinced that Maria Bamford, Dana Carvey as Garth, and myself are actually the next triplets to be discovered yeah. on the Three Identical Strangers uh-huh. sequel. Um, I mean, Maria Bamford's the most beautiful, so yeah, like, whatever. Of course, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I was very much like that when I was young. And I cross, I mean, I actually just like straight up wore boys clothes growing up and I was all about sport all the time, played on all the boys teams, super aggressive, couldn't get me to put on a dress or anything. So Allie's actually pretty femme. She's pretty feminine. Yeah. I was that aggressive. I had like broke kids' legs playing sports. Wow. I did. I felt bad about it though. Cause like, of course I'd like ruminate for years. I'd be like, he's not only did I break his leg, there's going to be a complication. He's going to get like a bone infection uh-huh. and like, he's going to die. And then I'm going to go to jail. Like this would keep me up at night when I was so like 11. So what changed? Cause I've heard you reference this old self of yours many times. It it's sounds like same. a real monster and you're so kind hearted. No, she was, uh, she, uh, oh, uh, no, I was always really kind. I was just like, really like, like in sport, like really intense. I feel like Allie's really kind, but yeah. granted you know more about her and you have secrets that I know you told some cast members and you didn't tell me. So maybe Allie, but you also had, there are secrets that we, I told you as well. Yes. I didn't tell any other people. Um, yeah, she she's she's sort of the road not taken for you. Yeah, I think th- there's still aspects there. I mean, you put me in front of an air hockey table, and shit's gonna get little like a, a little weird. And that part of my personality is now a little hard for me. So I actually like I don't I don't do well when I'm forced to feel very competitive. Actually, I don't even think I dealt with it well as a kid. Mm. You yeah. try not to awaken the beast unless you have to. Yeah, no, I just, I just think I was more like awkward. Like I was boy, like I was really, aggr- but I was so awkward that it could never be threatening or like um, monstrous in any way. I think it was more endearing. And this all took place in Los Angeles? This all took place here. Okay. I always picture an LA upbringing more laid back than that. Um, which were there were there like aggressive sports kids? No, no. Okay, you you were the one. I grew up on like a farm, and by a farm I mean like half super groomed, like landscaped <laughs> property, and then half farm. Um, and I just played by myself like a lot, just really aggressively. <laughs> like I'd be out practicing basketball for hours. It was weird, guys. No, it was super weird. Lots. It was really weird, but it was just, I was intense. 
I'm still intense, I think. But I guess that's what my question is, is where is, where does that intensity go now? Now, mostly towards self in a way mm-hmm. that's really bad for me. How but, do you mean? Uh, I've got like a real, I'm really hard on myself in a way that isn't, I was talking to my girlfriend about it last night, in a way that's narcissistic mm-hmm. and just unhelpful, but it, there is a narcissistic element to it because it's so self-involved. Um, but that I think is where a lot of it, a lot of it goes. And, um, sometimes like with work, it goes into work hmm. in that way. Yeah. I should tell people when we were talking before we recorded and, uh, and you were saying like, by the way, I don't really know anything about any pop culture stuff. And I was like, great. When we, we can skip. <laughs> yeah. What are you watching? What are you listening to? That whole section. And you said, let's go straight to WebMD. WebMD. Oh, yeah. So that's how there we... is one show I'm watching. What's that? Okay. Pen15. Oh, it's great, like, right? Be, like, we'll watch every episode five times and never get enough of it. I feel like it's the greatest, greatest thing. And I want to hang out with those girls all day long. So that is like... Um, have you seen it, Dave? I have, yeah. It, it, Not all of it, but yeah. It's beyond. Yeah, it's the, very, very the good. The thong episode. I have not seen the thong And the episode. runway. When she said, when she knows oh her, the spoiler, when she goes, you almost look like you're missing. <laughs> but I know you're not because you're right here. <laughs> yeah, then that's the thing is it could have just been wacky and hilarious and that would have been enough. I would have been on yeah. board just for that. But it's also like so heartbreaking and so like tender about that time of life. I feel like they should be nominated for every serious acting award. Yes. Available to television actors. I mean, they're phenomenal. Yeah. They should win Oscars. I, they should, even though, even though are, it's TV. Yeah. They should win an Oscar. Agreed. I, um, it, it is difficult to see um, like the year 2000 or whatever it's supposed to be look like the Wonder Years did when the Wonder Years was on. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. Me. It's it, – I was like, God, we really have – like technology is really different. Yeah. Oh I'm, my god! I mean, I, did I? Did you ever? Did you spend time in chat rooms like they did? Oh, totally, and like weird ones, like not the hottest people of whatever town that they're in. Yeah, yeah. But like, I would go into like fundamentalist Baptist rooms just because I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, what do these people think? Like, I wasn't raised with religion. Yeah. And then I would go in there, and then I, I don't know. I vaguely remember like trying to get somebody to like be a little more accepting of others. I don't know. When you're an adolescent, you're trying to have these conversations? Yes. this is That's impressive. Yeah. I would just go into these bizarre, and my screen name was, I was like, it's going to be cool. And it was sick fairy eight. (laughs) And like, so that's like my email address. And at like some point when I was on the soap in my early twenties, somebody was like, we can't be emailing things to this anymore to sick yeah. fairy yeah <laughs> like this is like when you're a kid it sounds weird when you're older it sounds like you're like a pedophile yeah <laughs> so like you gotta change it <laughs> is it f-a-e-r-i-e no it okay, was, no but all the letters were like lowercase uppercase oh, lowercase God. uppercase so it looked yeah. particularly nuts sparkles on either side yeah <laughs> what yeah. i love though is that there were seven others Sure. Right, because right, I had right. to get, I had to take the eight. Oh God! <laughs> so I want to know where there's those people are. Sick fairies, if you're listening, reach please out. Um, reach out. My are you email. on social media now? I am. I'm like okay. trying to be good at it, but I'm like really bad and really awkward at what's it. What's your What's your venue? 
Like, Are you on Instagram? Are you on okay, Twitter? Okay, thank you. Instagram, Twitter, I still am having a hard time understanding. Yeah. Even though I think it's like great and people are all over. Instagram, I can get into. Sure. And to the, now it's actually a little bit of a problem. Really? Because what? I'll just like, you know, I'll end up on like, I'll be like, let me look at baby orangutans. Uh-huh. And then like, you know, you just scroll and there's an endless amount of video You're of that. down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So are a lot of your rabbit holes animal related? A lot of them are animal, nature related. I'm Mm -hmm. also like a big planet earth, BBC, one and two, all of that stuff. Super obsessed. Animal related, anything health related. I've got health issues mixed with like extreme hypochondria. Uh So it's a pretty bad combination. Yep. I don't recommend that. I've gone to the ER numerous times with things that I don't have. Carbon monoxide poisoning. Couldn't get the doctor to say I had it. Huntavirus. (laughs) Huntavirus. What's huntavirus? You get it from like mouse poop. Uh Uh-huh. And I like, this is odd. It's true. I had to hide in a cave in Montana from a tornado warning. Okay. Like the winds really picked up and there was a tornado warning and I was with this woman, this Montana ranch woman who I love, Lorna, and uh, we had to hide in this cave and there was a lot of poop in that cave. Sure. And two days later, I... Felt really sick. So I went to the ER and I was like, I have the Hunter virus, so you just need to start treating me now. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, it's really hard to get the Hunter virus. I'm like, I know, but I have it. I know it. And he says, what else? He goes, have you had anything to drink? Have you been drinking any alcohol? And I said, well, yeah, two nights ago. And he's like, how much? I was like, I don't know, like nine shots? <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> You're hungover. Yeah. It was just my Go first two-day hangover, which I'd never had. So, of course, instead of a two-day hangover, it was the Hunter virus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the internet might be dangerous for you. You know, it's very bad. It's not uh, for everybody. In Jen. therapy, we have, like, a whole, like, plan. It's oh. a step-down plan. About step-down from? Yeah, hold on. I have dry mouth. Yeah, yeah. Are you worried that dry mouth is a symptom of something? <laughs> yes. It's not. It's obviously, not. It's, not. it's a symptom it's of talking. It's obviously a sign for... that like my kidneys are failing. <laughs> no, it's a sign of having. It's a. It's a sign of. It's a sign of caffeine. Um. Yeah. No, 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 go. No. What were we talking about? No, we were talking about uh, therapy. Stepping yeah. down from the yeah, internet. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is the step down? Uh, it's more just like about like a time limit on what I'm allowed to do, and I'm not allowed to Google any kind of health symptom that I have. Mm-hmm. I would say that I have about a 35% success rate on following through on that good, particular though. prescription, but I'm hoping to kind of get it up. That's I'm good. hoping to get off the phone. To start. In general. Get more. off the phone. Oh, just more, be it was yeah. less, less I'm one of those weirdos screening. who's thinking about a flip phone. I think that's very sensible. Like I'd have the smartphone. Everyone would have that. But my flip phone, like I really only maybe need to hear from like my girlfriend, mm-hmm. maybe my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, you know, my manager. Sure. And then there's no other phone call that's urgent. And yeah. so then are, where are, is your uh, smartphone just staying in one spot and you're not k- taking it around with you? Possibly. Or at least it just lives in the bag. Okay. And it just stays there. So yeah. it's just not, because now, like I started wearing a watch because I noticed anytime I was like, what time is it? I'm like, oh, it's 342 mm-hmm. and look, orangutans, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and then I'm like, I don't even know how I got here, but I just know that I feel really anxious now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I pulled my phone out Yeah. because I am now, okay, I'm just going to breeze through this. I'm seeing a psychologist and going through a series of tests for ADHD. Oh, and I've mentioned that to okay. everyone I know and everyone's like, Yes. 
I didn't you know, know this. I mean, it's it's a week old. But even my like regular therapist was like, "What the hell took you so long?" But anyway, yeah. um, I, I she emailed me today. And I'm just going to read this. I'll leave her name out. So sorry to bother you, but I happen to need Amazon gift cards and unable to get around. Any chance you could help get some and have it sent to me via email? Please let me know. I was like, that's not right. Hmm. Like, she got Wait, hacked. Seems- okay. Yeah. And it was right after she'd sent, like, you know, well, April so 2nd. She had, or- you'd already had legit email exchanges with her when this email came in. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she for sure got hacked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I hope so. I was I like, mean, uh, I think you got I'm hacked. Like, otherwise, I'm like, that's not the therapist. That is. That's a boundary issue. That is for sure a boundary issue. And I was like, I think you got hacked. Perfect. I wasn't hacked. I have checked around, but unable to get some. She got hacked. Right. That's yeah. Also, I, I think she got even hacked, if, and you're still I li- communicating with the hacker. Yeah, I like who more can see all of my emails. I like more that you didn't that she didn't get hacked. That <laughs> she yeah. just really yeah. needs some Amazon gift cards. Is she the one who told you to get the ADHD test, or no? You went on your own. She's the one I'm going own. to for those for tests. The, so she has. So there's a chance she is really mad ADHD. Yes, and she just can't hold off on her Amazon. Thing it's possible. until she finishes. Her. She yeah. has such ADHD. She doesn't even have time for all of the the connecting words that mm-hmm. you need to like finish. No, the that's sentence. right. She's just like, I need Amazon gift yeah. card for yeah. get it at me. Can you send? Send now. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's weird, right? I, it is very strange. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't instill like a ton of confidence. Yeah. You know? It really like, doesn't. But it doesn't. Take the time to change your password. Yeah, but Dr. it doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't mean she can't diagnose you. I've True. been diagnosed with it. Yeah, I tried medicine for a little bit. What'd you try? Um, I was like cocaine. Uh, oh, I tried uh, <laughs> the close relative. Uh, I tried Adderall. Yeah, and re- I'm not a med person, so I tried I'm it briefly. Either. It wasn't my jam ultimately mm-hmm. because I couldn't imagine. I didn't have access to like. My soft, like, I feel like you have to sometimes be in a soft focus place, Uh at least as an actor, to, like, imagine. And my focus was so narrow um, that it it ultimately wasn't for me. But I think that um, on, like, take as needed, it might be good. And um, I think it's, like, you know, whatever works for everyone. We'll give it a try. Yeah, I Keep mean, us posted if on anything, this, sure will. Your, your house will get real clean That's if it's not figure. clean already. Like meth head clean. Meth clean. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Gleaming. Gleaming, gleaming, meth head clean. Dave, don't be so excited to be <laughs> <laughs> diagnosed with ADHD, all right? <laughs> Just want a solution. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take, okay. let's take a break. Dave, mm-hmm. if you have, or you know of, or are a problem, I've got a podcast for you. Tell me everything. It is The Problem with Charles and Casey, which is hosted by Charles Rogers, creator of TBS's Search Party, and also future homophilia guest, Ooh. and comedian and writer Casey Jane Ellison. Every week, guests like Louie Anderson, Jessica Williams, Chelsea Peretti bring them a serious problem that they are having in their life. Charles and Casey will unpack it, they'll reflect on it, and they will generally talk smack about it. Get ready for uncomfortably deep conversations about every aspect of existence. Listen to The Problem with Charles and Casey out now on Earwolf. And we're back. We're back with Jen Landon. Oh my God. I was like, I thought we were really going to have a break. I'm like, you guys, like, is it a going? 
Oh, it's going it's great. It's going really. It's like, I don't know. It's going great. Do you feel the need to change clothes, though? You're welcome to. I put a to. jacket you on. Did. I don't know if oh, you yeah, noticed. I already did. A oh, quick little costume That's change. That's right. You're giving changed. us a farm gal now. Yes, it's my Canadian tuxedo. Great. Yeah, I have this here. So when, I, I, I assume you have done a lot to, a lot of work to unpack um, this health stuff yeah. in therapy. Yeah. And what the what the psychology is behind it. Sure. Of the hypochondria or yeah. like the legitimate health. Oh, so hypochondria. The hypochondria. Yes. I mean, I think I knew, like it started when I was pretty young and it's like, and I know why it's around, which so is what like have not you so funny. Well, it's really not funny. That's you guys. All right. Um, what happened was, is I, well, when I was really young, my, one of my parents died and they were never sick. I mean, this is like the logic part of my brain. And my when my dad got sick, and he was never sick, he got sick, and then he just died. So after that, that's when, you know, I hit my head, my head hurts, I'm going blind. Right. That's where all of that starts. And I don't really see it going anywhere, but I feel like I've weaved it into my personality as like a quirky addition. Addition. Yeah, you own it. Not a subtraction. Yeah. It's endearing. And it is. It, to the, you know, hopefully to whoever's in a relationship with me, as long as I don't take it too far. <laughs> the person that's in a relationship with you now, yes. you've been with for... Three, almost three years, which is the longest relationship I've ever had. Like, I don't even, I don't even know how it's possible. Like, I'm really wowed. I'm wowed. It's impressive. Yeah, she's a great. You described her as uh, looking a lot like you. Like yes. being almost your twin. Yes. Am I right? That's correct. That I, is I have not okay. seen a picture of her, so I don't no, know. No, we, we look very similar. Uh -huh. um, we we do. And my like whole thing with that is like, I'm like, God, like I try to date all these people. All these I've dated all different kinds of people. And at the end of the day, like my narcissism is so profound that the only person that I can continuously stay in love with is is somebody who looks and acts exactly like me. Uh -huh. Because I'm, I'm like, because caring about them and thinking about them feels like thinking about me, which is it's the ultimate form of self care. It's the ultimate form. Of, we we actually have a lot of differences, but um, we do look similar. But I think also, like, I feel like this happens with couples sometimes. Is you start to look more and more alike mm. the more you spend time together. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of couples that I see like on holiday who are in their 60s who like married when they were in their 20s and the wife and husband are identical. Yeah. And like they go to the same barber. They like, they go, they buy all their clothes at the same sports store. And um, aging does cruel things to you if you're a straight couple especially that, mm, because you're almost hormonally yeah, you're balancing, you're swapping. You're swapping. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like when women, their testosterone kind of takes over and then they take on the kind of more masculine role in the relationship possibly and then the men take on a more feminine yeah. kind of because hormonally that's what's happening. It's truly terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing a full like West Hollywood gay male thing. You're you're dating your twin. Mm -hmm. I think I think so. I think maybe I am in a gay male relationship because we also don't live together. Yeah. For, um, in three years for anybody. That's what that's I'm a long saying, time, so. and especially for like two women, it's unheard of. So how have you managed? How have you resisted? I think we're both. Well, she's got a place that she is. We both have places that are currently too small for to house two people and but her place is such a 
great thing and it's it's a place that she rents and if she gives it up she'll never be able to get it back so mm. i really honor that i have no problem leaving my place um but i think it's about finding it was like do we rent or do we buy and like with our work schedules both being like you know work comes up at the last minute and like whatever plan you had before like goes out the window yeah. as you like dive into the next project. Like I find it difficult to just like go get a teeth cleaning. Mm -hmm. Like that just, which just doesn't bode well for my oral hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're going pain. to the dentist quite regularly. No, I don't, I don't like the dentist. I go to the other doctors all the time. Go oh, in this, dentist, go in this you... week just for a checkup. Okay. <laughs> I got a good one if anybody needs one. Really? Good doctor? Dr. Sean Flynn. Dr. Real Sean good Flynn. dentist. Really? Oh. Um, Good to know. So how how did you meet? How, uh, we met on like I felt like it's like the la the last desperate attempt of the internet, which is an app called Her. Mm. So it's like you were on Tinder. And you're like, no, there's no women here. Then you went on like OkCupid or whatever the other, and you're like, no, and then you end up on Her. So I met her on there, and I wasn't even going to go on these apps anymore. And I'm a big fan of finding somebody through online. I'm a big fan of it because, yes, it, yes, there's that whole thing. Like, it's just about hookups. But a lot of the people that I'm going to be attracted to are people who do not have time to go anywhere. Mm. So, like, they have to go online. So I met her on there. And what was really cool is that we didn't meet in person for, like, a month. We wrote to each other just wow. back and forth. And then it became, like, letters. So it almost took on this very old-fashioned kind of courtship. Oh, wow. And then eventually we were like, okay, we have to meet, but we can be like, we're well aware of the fact that when we meet, this could completely fall apart, but it doesn't undermine what we had in these letters. It just means that it was only supposed to exist in that form. But I often, it ended up working, thank God, but I often think that having that experience early on has held us through a lot of kind of fights and, you know, irritations in the interim because we, I feel like when you're writing with someone, you're communicating with them on a way that's so much more, that's so vulnerable and yeah. less filtered. You don't have as many like blocks up. Yeah. yeah. And you, and you don't get to sort of hide behind all the physical, all the, the bells and whistles of physical attraction. Yes. Yeah. And I just listened to this thing the other day that like, actually was like, if you want to figure out your compatibility with somebody, we should like prioritize compatibility over chemistry. Um, and that you can tell if somebody, if people are compatible, if they share a similar writing style hmm. and while our writing style is really different and she's quite literally a writer, um, there is, there was a similar kind of vernacular or like rhythm to the words hmm. that I like at least felt like a kinship to, like I oftentimes like on online dating, you start talking to somebody, I'm like, I don't know how to communicate to this person because hmm. they've never seen a comma in their yeah. entire life. <laughs> what was your profile? Oh my God. I think it was just a photo and it was like, I make coffee. <laughs> yeah. And I think hers was really spare. And what I really liked about her is, you know, we, everyone is like really curating the photos yeah. that they pick. And, but you know, dating apps like automatically just upload like five of your mm -hmm. Facebook photos, but everybody always changes that. It would be insane to just let them pick any but she didn't care <laughs> so they just picked like five random photo or you know for latest photos and like one of them at least was like objectively like unflattering and I was like I really like that 
Like she looks like a crazy homeless person yeah. who stole some nice people's dogs yeah. in this photo. And like, I was like, I'm in. That's bravery. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and I like that about her. She's very, um, she's got a lot more piss and vinegar than I do. Like going through her. She's much angrier than I am. Well, what does she write? Um, she's really good. She's written on, um, I'm like, great. Now she's gonna be mad. Cause I'm going to forget something. <laughs> you know, she like has written like tons of features, but she wrote on damages and nurse Jackie and Grace and Frankie. And then, um, get shorty diet land. I might be leaving something out. Oh, wow. So she writes like cable. She has run the gamut of quality she, TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. she really does. She's really, um, her standards of like what she'll do is way higher I'm like obviously. It's I a, mean, you just I, came off. I'm like it's a soft core porn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that? Have you done uh, your Cinemaxes? I was on a Cinemax show, but let yeah. me be clear: it was a scripted show that was like one of their first forays into. It's a very like good prestige. show, Banshee. Oh yeah, which oh, yeah. is great. That, but what I real. did on that show was definitely soft core porn. Yeah. Make no mistake, it was part of this like satanic devil worshiping storyline. But yeah, it was the first time that I was like, oh, this is what it, like, they're like, here's a Band-Aid. Put that, just put that on your vagina, that little Band-Aid strip, and now go, uh, you know, straddle that pool table. And, and uh, we'll it? just get rolling. Yeah, I mean, I was, but I was in the satanic kind of, I mean, I had, that was not my only scene. Should that have been my only scene? I'd be like, not the job for me. <laughs> um, but I had like, I think I had like four episodes. And one of the scenes was... Um, me having devil sex on a pool table over the body of a girl that we had captured and planned on, I think, sacrificing. I can't believe I didn't, this wasn't in my, you know, when I was sort of like consuming your body of work before we did the show that I didn't get my eyes on Banshee. Well, it's, I'm definitely going to go back and find this. <laughs> I, it's really, I, well, the really crazy shit never made it to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think even they were like, okay, this is. <laughs> too far but Banshee is actually I think a really good show I really it's the vi- I don't think any show I don't think I've seen a show that um, do violence as well as they do violence mm. I would get like emotional watching that show just because the choreography and the editing was so tight yeah wow. yeah. yeah guys um what were you up to before? So three years ago, before you're on her before you meet your yes. current girlfriend what was, what was going on dating wise um so I I mean it I, before that, we have to go way back. Yeah. Um, Cause I, so I had, before Nancy, shoot, I had a girlfriend before that, but like a year before. I like to take kind of a year in between just to make sure I'm not like dumping stuff from one relationship mm-hmm. to the next. And it was another gal that I had met on Tinder, who I think like literally works across the street at Netflix. Mm-hmm. She's French Canadian. She yeah. talks like she's at the bottom of a barrel. She's <laughs> like, hello, can you please hand me some water? Um, and uh, she was great as well. I have to say some of the most, like, just solid, have a job people were people that I met online. Um, but before that, through my 20s, I dated definitely men and women. And, and online dating, I think, really changed it for me because I – in my 20s, I certainly like felt like I wanted to be in a relationship with a woman, but I had a really hard time meeting one. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend in college, but I had a really hard time meeting one because I felt like, okay, well, I'll go to a lesbian bar. The only problem with that 
or you know, there are no bars really. There's like there was that one, the Palms. Yeah, oh yeah, so it was grim, so scary. Yeah, like so, I was like I, I felt like I was in, in like an evil Tetris game. It was like dark <laughs> and like yeah. purple lights yeah. and. Um, but it turns out, like, I don't really like people that much who hang out at clubs a lot. It's, like, not my—they're they they're too well-adjusted or something. Um, I need to be with somebody who's, like, mildly agoraphobic. So the online dating thing really changed that for me. Sure. You find your, uh, I, yeah, your, your shut Yeah, water seeks its own level. Sure. <laughs> so— did, did you have sort of stages of coming out where you were dating men and women and then I think I'm coming out like right now like cool. in this no no I never hid anything but I don't it's funny in all the years nobody ever asked me about it and um I dated like I knew I I went to and my mom thinks I went to NYU to go to drama school um but I mean I was gonna say but drama school is a waste of time no it's not kids but <sighs> it is um, I went to it's, yeah, real good. Don't do it. it's so much money like if my kid oh. was like I want to go to acting school I'd be like you can go study anthropology and if you want to be an actor like let's get you in a company mm-hmm. and you can like start carrying a spear first and you know the Shakespeare spear yeah. and then you can learn up um, but uh, I went to NY I went to New York specifically because I was like I'm, I need to be I don't know what I am but I know that in New York I'll see it I'll have a model for it mm-hmm. somewhere and or I'll at least be able to like you know, I sometimes feel like we don't realize what we are until we get a mere reflection of it. Um, and so in, yeah, New York was like a huge part of that. And I, in my theater school, it was like a very queer environment. And gender was played around with and sexuality. And um, yeah, that's where I kind of, I mean, if we went before that a little, my big moment with myself was the X-Files. So I've heard this from more than just myself. Um, there are like certain things along the way that apparently if you end up being gay or gay inclined as a female, uh-huh. like there's certain like benchmarks along the way. Like if you really loved the movie Fried Green Tomatoes when you were six for some reason and watched it over and over again, despite the fact that it's not a children's movie, you may grow up to like ladies. Uh-huh. And so, yes, okay. but X-Files, I was really into obsessed with it. And I thought that I was obsessed with Dave Duchovny and I was. But I remember one day being like, would I rather make out with David Duchovny or Jillian Anderson? And I mean, I was nuts. I had X-Files Barbie dolls. And I was like 16 years old. So it was, so Jillian Anderson and then um, Ellen Green from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And Julie Andrews were like the kind of, that was like the trifecta of, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I Maybe like, maybe I like girls as well or more so that was kind of how it went about and then in my early 20s I was like I'm like or like the, when I you know made out with a girl for the first time I was like I'm gay and I was like I'm gay and that's why every problem that I've ever had in my life up to this moment is because of that and now that I know that I'm gay all those problems are going to go away and then that didn't happen and then also like I found myself really in love with some guys in um in my twenties, um, I was, I'm like, some of those relationships, I think were really playing out some like pretty big father issues that, uh, it didn't mean it was less hot. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and am I right that you don't use a label? I don't, I mean, I do and I don't, I mean, I'm really more like anybody can call me whatever they want, but I do identify, like we go, we used to go to the same gym. Yes. Like I feel comfortable 
in like in a queer environment. Yeah. I just do. And um, I think that if I, you know, maybe ask me in another five years, the thing is that the label thing was more like I didn't want to let anyone down. I'm like, if I say I'm this and then I end up doing something that's counter to that, um, that I, I definitely felt like that. I lost some friendships in my 20s that it was like, oh, if I was dating a guy, then I felt a little like abandoned by the lesbian community mm. that I maybe had. And, but at the same token, I'm a total hypocrite because like I'll see a celebrity who like has a girlfriend and I'm like, yes, yay. Like, and then they'll like end up marrying a guy and I'm a total hypocrite because some part of me inside is like, oh, fuck it, <laughs> lame, you know, disappointed. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, but you can define it however you yeah, want. Everyone can. Yeah, you know, and I mean, within, yeah, yeah. I'm. Re- I, do, I do think that sexuality is really fluid. I do feel like maybe as we get older, we sort of settle into something, and there's a whole wide spectrum. Um, but I mean, I'm. I've been with my girlfriend for three years, and I've been with women only for the last like, I don't know, seven years. Mm. Um, and that doesn't, and I oft, I do often have this experience with God, with certain men where I'm like, I should be attracted to you, but like, I'm not like I, and I definitely never object like sexualized men the same way that I sexualized women. Like, I, I don't think I've ever had like a one night stand with a guy. Mm. Like, I've never been like, I just can't wait to like see those pecs. I'm like the opposite of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, those muscles and, uh, you know. And with guys, I'm actually not into that at all. If I'm going to date a guy, I'm like, I want to date a guy who looks like he eats like a lot of food. Mm. And is just like too busy, like on his like mm. man mission to like ever care, take care of himself. <laughs> like the guy from, uh, Pen- no, Shrill. I'm thinking of different, different oh, show that I was binging. Y- he's nice though. Yes. Yeah, no. Talking the guy that I, the guys that I like, not nice. Like, I like yeah. him to be a little scary. Yeah. Like, I'm a little like, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe you're a sociopath. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is hot. That yeah. is pretty attractive. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there ever, was there ever pressure for you to, to not be out? Yeah. As an actor? Uh, yeah, it was unspoken, but yes, very much so. And my, my family, as much as they are open, about like and supportive of you know and they're they're not um conservative in any way i do come from a family that's like really all about privacy like a real because i come from a family that was in the public eye before so there's like a real fear around privacy so it was like hardwired in me for a long time to like just hot like be quiet about certain things but i certainly wasn't like if you looked at me there was nothing there was nothing kind of hidden about me I just didn't really talk about it. Hmm. But, I mean, you could tell, like, from five miles away that, like, I definitely did not have a boyfriend in my early 20s. Um, and I feel like I always um, – I w- if somebody w- straight up asked me, I would talk about it. But I just think I didn't want to be – it was still, like, that was – there still weren't very many lesbians around in the early 2000s. That was 2000s. not that long ago. Was that was not that long ago. There was, like, Ellen. And everyone was like, you look like Ellen. I'm like, I don't look anything <laughs> yeah. like Ellen, really, Do but I? I just have short hair. Yeah. But I'm glad that's like all there is yeah. as a model. Um, so I feel, but I feel like to go along with that, there were so many things about myself that I was trying to hide and cut out in order to maybe, because I thought I should, you know, for any number of reasons. You know, it took me a long time 
to kind of figure out like even just clothing wise, like what feels right for me. I, I come from a family of very feminine, um, buxom women who are awesome, but I was like, I was not that. And so then finding my way with that. And was, you you were saying before we recorded that like wearing a bandana feels really feels right here. Like safe for you. It does, headgear. Yeah. Headgear also just like anything that makes me feel like I'm about to do karate. <laughs> feel I did a lot of karate when I was a kid. Uh-huh. That's true. That's just the least yeah. surprising thing I've I'm sure. <laughs> um, are you and is is marriage or having children? Is any of that on the table? It's all on the table, and I like I realize at a certain point I ha- I I have to think about time. Um, I did. I there's a large part of me that's like I don't want kids. I like kids though a lot. I like kids more than I like adults. Mm-hmm. Like at a party, I'd rather hang out with a three year old who's like you know, still eating his boogers. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's really honest of you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, I definitely met, I went went to a fertility clinic actually not that long ago because I'm like 35 and I'm like, I could maybe freeze some still pretty legit quality eggs here. And um, and then I was just like, I can't go through with like all these hormones and then paying for the meat locker. And like, let me just see if something shifts. In another like five years, mm. I know that might be a little risky, but I'm also f- happy if I decide that I want kids. I'm super happy to adopt a kid, and I I would like to get married. I don't know if it's just because I want like a matching ring, um, but there is something like really old fashioned about me. I I think at the end of the day, like, uh, are you guys married? <laughs> no. no. Are you ever gonna get married? I don't think so. Ask my boyfriend that, maybe. Boyfriend. (laughs) I mean, even just like for like financial reasons and perks, there are things that like I was like, what? Um, So maybe that's why you don't live together because you're too traditional. Oh, is that? Oh, you know, they actually said that I couldn't believe this is true, but I think this is a true statistic that if you don't live relationships have a longer have a better chance of lasting if you don't live together until you're married is that true that i think no it sense. is and it makes no sense doesn't make any sense at all i know but you're living proof it's working it could be working and we, um so maybe maybe we'll get married if if not maybe we'll just get rings okay but i don't want like a thing that i don't want a 3d ring you know what i mean right. like you don't a thing want a rock. that sticks up no um, i just want a gold Band. Simple thing. Just really simple. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Lord of the Rings ring. Ah. Just a gold mm. band. Well, Nancy, if you're listening, Nancy, we're listen. doing all the work for oh, you. Go right to now. Mordor? Is that Mordor? Ring oh, is? I'll be getting the rings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll be getting it. Let's make it very okay. clear. Okay. <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been a joy. Has it, Jen guys? Landon? Jen Landon. I, I, I love talking to you guys. We love come back anytime. I would love to come back. Our door is open. Okay. And we'll see you on the side of a boulder. Oh, my. Yes, you will. You're going to come. I'm absolutely. It's not going to. But maybe it will. It's really I, close. Today, no. No. But yes, no, I know. at some point. Okay, good. Yeah. Jen, thank you for being here. Thanks, Matt. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.